Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. series called Your Own Worst Enemy. And this is the second week of it. And if you missed last week, I want to encourage you to go back and watch it. We talked about Man Bun Massacre last week. And we talked, amen. And we talked about how not to let your emotions lead the way. You can be an emotional person without making emotional choices. And there's a better way for you and I to live. And that's to let the Holy Spirit guide our lives. Um, But, so if you missed it, go back and watch last week's, but today I want to talk to you about when filters are absent, when filters are absent, and as we preach today, and as I speak today, I want to let you know, this is a message today I'm preaching with you, not to you. This is one of those messages that I got a lot of work on this message, and you don't even know what I'm talking about yet, Aaron Renfro, right? But... He knows, he knows where I'm going. And I just wanna talk to you about how not to be your own worst enemy when it comes to your mouth. Mm. How not to be your own worst enemy when it comes to your mouth. How many of you have gotten in trouble with your mouth? Hey, my people, you are my people, right? We got a kindred spirit. I remember the one time that I got in the most trouble of my entire life It was in seventh grade at Hefner Junior High. My parents asked, Justin, how are your grades going? Great, great, my grades are going great, right? Like, school's going good? Yeah, great, great. How many friends you got? All kinds of friends. I had no friends. I'm flunking out of school. Um, And do you guys remember progress reports? Those are called the devil's reports um, because it, it just ousted you, right? It told on you to your parents and you had to get your parents' signature. And some of you are like, well, you dummy, why didn't you just get your dad's, why didn't you just forge your parents' signature? Because my teachers would know, because my dad's signature was very unique and my mom's was very unique and there's no way I could copy it. And so I'm telling my parents that grades are going good, school's going good, and then they get the progress reports and I'm flunking every class, including band, Including band, some of you are like, how do you flunk band? Just talk to me afterwards and I'll let you know. I'll give you some tips. Um, the only class I wasn't flunking out of was PE. That's it. And I think I had a solid C in that because I kept forgetting my clothes, right? And so um, they, they get the progress reports. When they get the progress reports, the principal calls my dad and is like, hey, Mr. Graves, we would like to have a meeting with you concerning your son, Justin Graves. He's like, okay, what day? They get the date scheduled. My parents go into a meeting with what they thought was gonna be the head principal. They walk in, the head principal greets him, and when they walk in, all the assistant principals are there as well as every single one of my teachers waiting just for them. Waiting simply just for them to discuss my behavior and my mouth. And each teacher got about five to 10 minutes to talk about their experience with Justin Graves, the seventh grader. If you think this is a lot right now, you should have seen me in seventh grade looking like Napoleon Dynamite, um, totally insecure, but absolutely out of control. And so 
Um, they go around, every teacher's saying their thing, and I, I talked to my dad this past week about this, and he goes, Justin, I've never seen a teacher hate a student more than your six-hour te English teacher, Miss Miller. And in his words, he said, when she got her turn, she went off like a rocket. He said it more like this. She went off like a rocket, right? Um, and she just laid into me about how I was disrespectful, I was a liar, I was a distraction, and um, my parents came home, and my dad, very matter-of-factly, they were not emotional, they came in and said, cut it out. What you're doing, how you're behaving, you know better, stop it. Um, and they just threatened me within, a life, within an inch of my life, and they grounded me for the rest of the nine weeks and said, if your grades don't improve, over these next few weeks, you're gonna be grounded for the next nine weeks. I was grounded for 36 solid consecutive weeks. 30, I wasn't allowed to watch TV. I was not allowed to do anything but go to church and school. Church and school. And I was grounded for a solid year. And do you know what got me in trouble? My mouth. My parents were the most angry at me for lying to them and I was distracting myself and everybody else based on my mouth. And can I tell you many times we are our own worst enemy when it comes to what is coming out of our mouth. What we are speaking and what we are saying. And the Bible's very clear, it's got all kinds of scriptures about our mouths and the word we use. In fact, in James chapter three it says this, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. And I love this phrase right here. It can set your whole life on fire. Haven't you seen that become a reality in everybody else's life but yours, right? Right? It can set your whole, it can destroy everything. You become your own worst enemy by what comes out of your mouth. It can set your whole life on fire for it is set on fire by hell itself. And here's what I want us to know today. Your mouth and what comes out of your mouth and the words you speak with your mouth will dictate a lot of the direction your life takes and the health of the relationships you have. What you say and what you speak and what you do with this will dictate a lot of the direction your life takes, a lot of the opportunities your life gets to have and the doors that are either open or closed and the health of the relationships you have in your life. And so this is a really huge part of our life, of our walk, that we gotta get right. And so I wanna give us our first point today and it is just a challenge and a warning to you and it is simply this, don't be destroyed by your own mouth. Don't be destroyed, don't be your own worst enemy with your own mouth. Proverbs 18, seven says this, the mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips. The mouth of fools are their own ruin. They're their own worst enemy. They trap themselves with their lips. 
And you and I, you and I, you know this. You have seen people, sharp people, people with tons of potential, ruin their lives by their own mouths. Let's get political for just a second, right? I'm gonna make all the Republicans mad and all the Democrats mad today, so I'm gonna just like spread it out evenly today. Trump, if somebody could have taken his Twitter away, right? Just put your cell phone down, bro. Like, I've never seen somebody tweet things and just say things that were so unnecessary in my life. Like, shut up, right? Can we just be honest? Well, I love Trump. That's all right, but you can still be honest. And now we have a president that just rambles and doesn't know what he's saying, and he just needs to shut up, right? Like, Joe Biden, you're in a room. Hush. Hush. It's a live mic, right? Like, shh. Just shh. Bible says a fool opens his mouth and takes away all the guessing game if he's a fool or not, right? Like, woo, right? And here's what we have to understand today. The words you say and that I say matter. The words we say today are matter and they are a big deal. And in fact, it says this in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit, not its good intention, not by the fruit it intends to bear, but by the fruit it actually bears, right? You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. We hear it in a different version. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man will bring good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you will be condemned. And here's what Jesus says. Jesus says that the words you speak It's not just a mouth issue, it's a heart issue. It's bigger than you just losing control of this, you've lost control of this. And for some of us, if we keep saying the wrong things, if we're our own worst enemy, if we keep lying, you know, the funny thing about lies, they never cover enough, do they? They never spread out enough. It's like a fitted sheet you can't quite ever figure out, right? It's how lies work. And Jesus is saying this, man, if... If you keep putting your foot in your mouth, if you keep being your own worst enemy, when it comes to your mouth, it's not just that you have a speaking problem, you have a heart issue. It's bigger than just what you're saying. It's what's in here because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And he says this, we would say this, well, it's not that big of a deal, right? And Jesus pushes back on that. He says, no, 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 it's a huge deal because you and I, every single one of us here and watching online, you and I are going to have to give an account for every word we've spoken to our loved ones, to our spouse, to our kids when we were angry and when we weren't angry, when we, I was just kidding and when we weren't kidding, You and I have to give an account for every word we've spoken. And the challenge is this. How do we not become our own worst enemy when it comes to the words we're speaking? Because the words we say matter, right? Once you speak it, you don't get it back. So how can we be proactive when it comes to the words that we are saying? 
The first thing I wanna tell you is this. Messes happen when filters aren't present. Messes happen when filters aren't present. I have coffee filters up here, right here. Um, And a few weeks ago, I was up at the church. I got here early, I made some coffee. You know where this is going. Um, It was early, I threw a bunch of coffee in, I started it, I walked away, I went to the restroom, um, came back, made just a small pop for myself, and I threw this cup in, I I didn't use any creamer, and I just went to the office, I started working on my sermon, and as I'm drinking it, I take a big, huge, fat, nasty gulp, and I forgot to put a filter in it. And it was just grounds in my mouth, right? And I spit it out in the trash can, I'm like, you know, it's just horrible, it tasted gross, Why? Because it was missing the filter, right? It wasn't good for anything. It wasn't useful for anything. I couldn't consume it. I didn't want to use it. Why? Because there was a filter that wasn't present, so it made a mess of everything, and it wasn't useful for anything. And can I tell you, when your words happen without a filter, it makes a mess of everything, and it's not useful for anything that's beneficial. And you and I say things that are unfiltered words that make messes of our life. We become our own worst enemy and it's not useful words that we speak. So what are unfiltered words as we're kind of, kind of unpacking this today? First, first unwhole, unfiltered word is this, unwholesome words. Well, what do you mean by unwholesome words? Let's talk about this. Perverted speech, gross speech. You're talking about stuff, you know, come on. Like you know you shouldn't be talking about that. Right, you, you, if you have to say it like, hey, hey, shh, come here. Right, like, and you're, like, you change your speech. Like, if they, talk, if they come up, we're gonna talk about Utah. Utah, right, like, like, all of a sudden, we're talking about the NBA playoffs, right? You don't want others to hear about, can I tell you, that's unwholesome speech that the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about lying words, right? They're never right to fit any situation because they're never right to say. Unfiltered words are gossip. I will say it again. Gossip has done more damage in the church than anything else to the church. Outside the church, inside the church, gossip has run more people off of church and burned people and hurt people in church and through church than anything else. Angry words. Angry words, yelling. You losing your temper. Bible's, Proverbs is full of talking about angry people and avoiding them. I've never seen wise speech happen while people were angry, but I've seen quite the opposite. This means name calling. This means I'm, fr- I'm just frustrated right now. Then we'll get to what you're supposed to do in just a second. But angry words, thoughtless words. Some of us, we say things without even thinking. Right? We just say it, and then we're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, right? Think about it before you speak it out. Think before you speak thoughtless words. And then there's some of us, and this is where your pastor needs to work on, and I'm going to take a drink. You just think this is water today. Um, too many words. Some of us just talk too much as I'm looking at the timer, And the Bible says when you talk too much, it's just a matter of time till you say what you shouldn't. Because your mouth gets going before your brain engages. And some of us here, 
and we'll watch it. We're going to just say this to all the online people. You lie without even thinking about it, right? Why are you lying? Because you're talking too much. You haven't given a chance for your filter to filter the words before they're coming out of your mouth. You're just saying stuff, and you're like, I'm totally lying right now. You're gossiping about people without even realizing you're gossiping. Why? Because there's too many words coming out of your mouth. And if there's gonna be a way to change that, we've got to get a filter into our life. So how do we filter our words? The first thing is this, how do you gain a filter for your life? You first learn to shut your mouth, Justin. Shut your mouth. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Proverbs 13, three, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Isn't that a great verse? So true. Proverbs 21, 23, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Man, some of us, the biggest way we can benefit from this message is learn to shut our mouths. Ugh. That means this, just because you feel a certain way or think a certain thing doesn't mean that you need to communicate that certain thing. It means that some of you, you're gonna have to walk away from a conversation. You're gonna have to walk away from discussions. You're going to have to step physically away to keep your mouth shut. Some of you, it means you're gonna have to swallow your words. You're gonna wanna say something and be like, but, 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 and you're just gonna have to be like, I've literally had to do this when me and Casey were talking, be like, oh, mm, go, 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 mm, no. She's like, what, what? And I'm like, nope, mm, go, 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 right? Because I'm like, I'm just trying to shut my mouth and put a filter on my mouth, on my life. This means this. It means that you don't get to have the last word all the time. It means you need to listen more than you talk. It means you need to stop being an emotional communicator and learn instead to be a wise communicator because that's a wiser way for you to live. I love this quote by R. Kent Hughes. He says, the true test of a man's spirituality is not his ability to speak as we are apt to think, but rather his ability to bridle his tongue. Second way that you get a filter is you learn to weigh your words. Weigh your words. Realize the impact your words are about to have. Let me say this to parents. Weigh your words before you speak to your kids. You're gonna get frustrated with your kids. Every mid-high parent right now, I'm praying for you. You're gonna get frustrated with your kid. My parents were frustrated with me in seventh grade. Married couples, weigh your words before you lash out. You have grown children, weigh your words before you just, boom, let it out. In fact, the Bible says this in Psalms 141, verse three. Set a guard over my mouth. Lord, keep watch over the doors of my lips. Let me be careful what is coming out of my mouth. I saw this poster in one of the churches at Uganda. I think we've got a picture of it, if you guys could throw it up on the screen. And it says this, before you speak, listen. Before you write, think. Before you spend, earn. Before you decide, investigate. Before you criticize, wait. 
Before you pray, forgive. Before you quit or surrender, try. Before you retire, save. And before you die, give. And I love this poster. I was like, that's really good. I'm in the middle of nowhere going, man, that's really good. I took a picture of it. I'm like, I don't know what else happened in that church, but I got that, a picture of that poster. I was like, man, that's great, right? And I love this. Before you speak, listen. And before you text, before you email, before you speak a text, oh, don't you talk to me like that, right? Think. Think. Think about the weight your words, the impact your words are gonna have. And ask yourself this question, is what I'm about to say useful, helpful, and necessary? Is what you're about to say useful, helpful, and necessary, and if not, see the first filter? Shut your mouth. It's hard, I know. And if you will operate with a filter, if you'll allow the Holy Spirit to guide your speech instead of your emotions to take over your speech, there is a promise that happens that the Bible tells us about. And it's found in Colossians chapter four, verse six. It says this, if you will learn to have a filter for your life, here's the result. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. When the Holy Spirit starts leading your life, and he starts leading the way that you speak and the way that you talk, here's the result, is that your speech becomes gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. So there is a text found in Proverbs 18, 20, verse 21, that comes with a promise and a warning, a promise and a warning, and it says this, wise words can satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life, and those who love to talk will reap the consequences. You are speaking and you will either reap death or life based on the words that you are using. So let me encourage you with this, and it's our last point, beneficial and encouraging thoughts that are turned into empowering words that are spoken consistently bring life and satisfaction. Beneficial and encouraging thoughts that are turned into empowering words that are spoken consistently bring life and satisfaction. Can I tell you today the goal isn't just for you to be quiet? Today the goal is for you to actually speak empowering words to those you are around the most. It's not to just avoid bad, but to engage in the good and to reap the life that is in the power of the tongue, right? You can use your mouth, you can use your words to benefit and be beneficial and be encouraging. And so the goal isn't for you to come to the end of your life and all your loved ones are surrounded and say, well, he never said anything bad about me, but he never told me he loved me. This is your wife talking. <laughs> Well, she, he, never, he never called me a bad word, but he never told me he loved me. No, that's not the goal, right? You missed your moment. Parents, it isn't to say, your kids to say, well, he never yelled at me, but he never told me he was proud of me. You missed your moment. It is to speak beneficial, encouraging, life-giving words to use our mouth to engage in doing good and to not miss the moment of that, that we use our words in doing good in such a way that it enriches life and brings satisfaction to him. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21, the words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. Today, what I'm talking to you about today, you know this is true. You know this is true. 
And what happens so many times is the places we feel the most comfortable, the people that we love the most, we neglect the most with the words that we need to speak. It's true. Because we get comfortable. And we just operate out of our nature instead of still allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us through his. And man, don't neglect your marriage, husbands and wives. Don't neglect that relationship. Can I tell you, your spouse needs you to speak life into them. Speak encouragement, speak empowering words into them. Your kids need you to speak empowering, encouraging words. Hey, kids, your parents need to know they didn't just totally ruin you and screw you up, but they did something good, especially when you're grown. Man, it empowers them and brings life to them. I see some people like, you did a good job. It doesn't count right now. (laughs) But that we wouldn't neglect the people that we love the most in the place that we feel the most comfortable. I'm gonna leave you with Ephesians chapter four. It says this, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. Think in a different way and get a new attitude in this arena of your life. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let, everybody say this, everything. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Kind words cost nothing but mean everything. Kind words, they don't cost you one thing, but they mean everything. Some of you, maybe you're here today and you say, well, Justin, this just isn't my strong suit. That's okay. Learn your new nature. I didn't grow up in a home where my parents exhibited speaking encouraging, loving, empowering words. That's okay. Set a new standard for your family and for your marriage. Right? Well, well, just, I just feel weird when I say stuff. Like I get all sweaty and nervous and like, like I, I just feel weird. That's okay, lean into the awkwardness. Like just lean into the awkwardness and learn a new nature so that your words can be encouraging and life-giving to those who hear them. Today I've got a video I wanna show you real quick. It's just a few moments long. So check out oh. this video. She's welcoming the visitors. Uh, health worker, that's what they're referring Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's welcoming the visitors. As the visitors came here, all of them use the parts of their body. Yeah. And Musa is going to show you the uses of those parts of the body. Yeah. Musa will show me your head. This is my head. Part of my body I use to carry. Show me your eyes. This is my eyes. Part of my body I use. Show me your ears. This is my ears, but <laughs> I use it for earrings. Show me your nose. This is my nose, but my body I use it for smiling. Show me your mouth. This is my mouth, but body I use it for talking. Show me your teeth. This is my teeth, but body I use it for biting. Show me the tongue. Show me your ribs. This is my ribs, part of my body. I 
Show me your heart. <laughs> Show me your leg. <laughs> God is good all the time. And all the time. God is good and international. <laughs> yeah. Why am I showing you this video? Because there's a lady standing behind her. We've got a picture of it. I don't know this lady's name, but I can tell you the little girl's name. The little girl's name is Christine. And this lady is a lady that walks around her takes care of her, is behind her. And I didn't know this, but Joseph, who was with us, who speaks Ugandan, when this lady was introducing Christine, she introduces her as Dr. Christine. Because this little girl's dreams to become a doctor. Anytime this lady is walking her around and she's introducing her to her friends, to her teachers, every day, this is Dr. Christine. See, I don't know what this little girl Christine has been told. I don't know if she sees all of her limitations, but she's hearing a voice behind her speaking life and encouragement and empowering words, calling her Dr. Christine. I don't know if she sees all the poverty that she's surrounded in and that she's born in, but she has somebody speaking life and empowerment into her, calling her Dr. Christine. She's not there yet. She's not at the place yet where she's got the white coat. She hasn't been accepted in a medical school. She hasn't been accepted to college. She hasn't graduated primary school, but there is a lady right there. I don't know her name, but she is walking this little girl around and she is speaking life and empowering words, not just one day, but every day consistently throughout her life. And I said, man, if she gets accepted to medical school, I'll pay for her to be a doctor, right? Can I tell you, your words make an impact. Your words make a difference. And the question is today for you and to me, who can you be speaking life into? Who can you be speaking empowering words because they see all that they aren't? Man, they see all the limitations that they have, but God has put you in their life. God has situated you in their life to speak life and empowerment so that it may encourage all those who hear those words. Foundation Church, let's not be our own worst enemy when it comes to our words, but let's speak life. Let's pray today. God, we love you. Lord, I know, I know I've got work to do in this area. I know there's a lot of us today. They have work to do in this area. And Lord, I pray today that you would help us to be led by you, Holy Spirit, when it comes to this arena of our life. Because there's people that you've put in our path 
that you've placed purposefully right in our path. And so many times we can see all the frustration. We can see all the limitation. We can see all the aggravation. And instead of speaking life, we speak emotionally, and that leads to death. That leads to death of dreams. That leads death to relationships. And it's all on us because of what we're speaking. But Lord, I pray for that marriage that's struggling today, that Lord, both spouses would stop keeping score and they would just start speaking life into one another. I pray for that parent whose kids, man, far away from you today. And instead of speaking death and instead of telling them how much they're screwing up and instead of letting fear be the communicating uh, a factor that, Lord, they would speak life to their kid, that their kid would know that their parents love them, believe in them, and that God still has great things for them. For that kid whose parents in left field, God, let them speak love and adoration to them. God, I pray that we wouldn't just be good stewards of our finances, but we would be good stewards of the words we use. Lord, we would not neglect those that we love the most, where we feel the most comfortable, but we'd speak life. We'd speak encouragement. Lord, for some of us, that means a heart issue needs to be changed today. So change us and move in us. In Jesus' name we pray with heads bowed, eyes closed. Today, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here. Man, there's just there's something wrong with my heart. I keep saying the wrong thing. I keep losing my anger. I keep yelling keep doing things I know I shouldn't. There's a heart issue going on with me today, Justin, and I need to get things right. I need my heart to change. That's you, I'm gonna count to three, and all I'm gonna ask you to do is raise your hand, and we're gonna lead you in a prayer to change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You just say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a heart issue, Justin. Anyone else? There's a bunch of hands up this morning. If you raise your hand, would you do this? Would you just repeat this prayer after me? I mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess, Lord, I've sinned. I've messed up. And there's a heart issue going on with me. Lord, my heart isn't at the place that it needs to be. So I pray right now, and I ask that you would do a work in my heart, a work in my soul. God, I repent of the life that I was living. I turn away from it, and I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm gonna live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv. Thank you.